Welcome to the New Jersey History Podcast, Episode 35, the continuation of Washington's retreat through New Jersey. We'll start with some background for those who did not do their homework and listen to the intro episode. In the spring of 1776, George Washington managed to force the British troops out of Boston. His plan was to march to New York and fortify it, since he knew the British would attack there next. In the meantime, the British sailed from Boston to Nova Scotia, where they'd regroup and await reinforcements. So Washington arrived in New York City on April 13, 1776, after a nine-day trip from Boston. He immediately began fortifying the city and preparing its defenses for the inevitable invasion by the British. At the same time, the British were expecting their reinforcements, including Hessians from Hess Castle in modern-day Germany. You'll record, you recall my episode over the summer where they found bodies of young Hessian soldiers out near the Battle of Red Bank in western New Jersey. The combined British forces of British regulars and Hessians would be the combined forces used to invade New York. Some historians argue that Washington, from the beginning, had no chance of fending off a British attack on New York. Not only was the Continental Army outnumbered and outgunned, they did not have the experience of the British Army, nor the savagery for which the Hessians were known. In the summer of 1776, over 150 British ships arrived in New York and anchored off the shores of Staten Island at the entrance to New York Harbor. The British and Hessian mercenaries numbered about 30,000. General Howe established his headquarters in New Dorp at the Rose and Crown Tavern near the junction of present-day New Dorp Lane and Richmond Road on Staten Island. There, the British representatives reportedly received their first notification of the Declaration of Independence. Fun fact, on September 11th of 1776, Sir William Howe's brother, Admiral Lord Richard Howe, received a delegation of Americans consisting of Benjamin Franklin and John Adams on the southwestern tip of Staten Island. The Americans refused a peace offer from Howe in exchange for withdrawing the Declaration of Independence, and the conference ended without an agreement. So right there, in the late summer of 1776, as the British planned their attack of New York, representatives from the Continental Congress, Ben Franklin and John Adams, go to Staten Island from Philadelphia. They meet with the British, and they're asked to rescind the Declaration of Independence, and then all hostilities will stop. Franklin and Adams refused to rescind the Declaration. So Washington's army was later beaten at the Battle of Staten Island, the Battle of Long Island, the Battle of Brooklyn Heights, Kipps Bay, Harlem Heights, later on White Plains, Fort Washington, and our very own Fort Lee. So this mini-series is really about Washington's retreat across New Jersey. Before I really get into that, I want to discuss the condition of Washington's army before, during, and after the battle from New York. In school, we're often taught that the Continental Army was a ragtag group of poorly trained and ill-equipped rabble with little discipline, but they managed to defeat 
the greatest empire the world had ever seen. Well, that's only part true. We did not defeat the British Empire. We did not defeat King George III. The British Empire, as a matter of fact, grew even larger after our independence. The British, amidst unpopularity at home and in Parliament of the war, the British gave up and thought the war was not worth continuing. So I, I bring that up because there's often myths in the American Revolution that it was a revolution, which it wasn't. It was a civil war. That the Minutemen played this huge role, which they did, but they were often very, very unreliable. And there's this myth that this group of ill-equipped farmers defeated the British Empire. We didn't. However, what is true about that stereotype of the Continental Army, about being ill-prepared, ill-equipped, not enough food and so on. That is true. That is true. When we declared our independence and fought for our independence and won it, we went on to model much of our government after the country we separated from. So a lot of what we know about the American Revolution is not exactly accurate. However, what is accurate is the condition that Washington's army found itself in in 1776 and through much of the war. So before I get into Washington's arrival in New Jersey, before he's chased across the state, let me read something for you. This is from a book, uh, Shades of Liberty, by a man called Harry Shenewolf. I'm going to read this quick excerpt. Though he should have 14,000 men left in his army to counter any offense moved by the British, commanding General William Howe, those numbers were dwindling daily due to large-scale desertions. Shortly after the Battle of White Plains on October 28, 1776, the army was idle at North Castle, where there was plenty to eat and drink, a mild autumn, a full stomach, and a period of rest, and the men were feeling more hopeful. That soon changed with the fall of temperatures in Fort Washington. The nights were frosty and November rains were frequent and chilling. The army had always been poorly provisioned. Tents were lacking, blankets scarce, and men's clothing was too meager and too ragged to keep them even possibly warm. British Lieutenant Frederick Mackenzie noted in his diary that, quote, Many of the rebels who were killed in the late affairs were without shoes or stockings, and several were observed to have only linen drawers on with a rifle or hunting shirt without any proper shirt or waistcoat. They're also in great want of blankets, end quote. He noted that the weather previously had been mild, but in less than a month, they must suffer extremely. And that is a British lieutenant describing the condition of Washington's soldiers going into the winter of 1776. So those men who were left after the Battle of New York, whose task was now to retreat through the New Jersey hinterlands, many were unshod and with empty bellies, and one would assume a beaten spirit. So how did the retreat through New Jersey actually go down? With New York lost, George Washington himself fled New York City 
in early November of 1776 and arrived on our side of the Hudson River in time to watch New York City's Fort Washington fall to the British on the 16th of November, 1776. So the British controlled the Hudson River with Admiral Lord Richard Howe's fleet bloating New York Harbor. General Lord Charles Cornwallis was sent across the Hudson to New Jersey, along with Hessian Colonel Carl von Donop and his troops. The invasion of New Jersey occurred on November 19th and 20th, 1776, and Fort Lee fell on November 20th. And thus began what has been called by the Revolutionary War Journal, Washington's retreat across New Jersey, a British fox chase. And Washington was the fox. Like foxes, however, Washington was quick, clever, and oh so sly, always managing to keep his hungry, tired, cold, and weary soldiers just a few steps ahead of his adversary. Revolutionary New Jersey sums up Washington's trek through the Jersey wilds thusly. Quote, retreat across the Jerseys incorporates the legacy communities that were key refuges as Washington's troops made their way to safety in Pennsylvania, with the exact route following the primary roads of the time, connecting Newbridge, Hackensack, Newark, Elizabeth, Woodbridge, New Brunswick, Princeton, and Trenton. In the next short miniseries episode, we will dive into the battles and skirmishes fought as Washington made his way toward the Delaware to temporarily escape and keep his army alive in Pennsylvania. So if you would, again, get a map and look at Newbridge, Hackensack, Newark, Elizabeth, Woodbridge, New Brunswick, Princeton, Trenton, and you'll see the route that Washington's army took. What are some of the battles and skirmishes fought during his retreat across New Jersey. Think about that for the next episode. Also, when Washington eventually crossed the Delaware into Pennsylvania, why didn't the British under Lord Cornwallis follow him? Many of his men were without shoes. It would have been an easy victory. Why didn't they follow? So a couple things to think about for the next episode. Look at that map. Trace your finger from Newbridge to Hackensack to Newark, Elizabeth, Woodbridge, Brunswick, Princeton, and Trenton, and you'll have the basic idea of where Washington's army went as they trekked across New Jersey, followed close on their heels by the British. And then think, when Washington crossed the Delaware into Pennsylvania, why didn't the British pursue him? Special announcement. Coming soon a Patreon page. Yes, a Patreon page. However, as I've said in the past, and I will say it again, this is not for financial gain. So I will have more to say about that in future episodes. And I am also considering, get ready for it. You ready for it? Are you sure you're ready for it? I am considering merch. Yes, you heard it, merch. And for those over 50 or so who don't know what merch is, it's short for merchandise. I'm in the process of 
having one of my students, I've commissioned him to draw me a logo. And then I will look at putting the, that logo on shirts and, and maybe sweatshirts. I'm not getting into coffee mugs and things like that. But again, as with the Patreon, this will not be for financial gain. So again, more about that coming up. This episode has been brought to you by no one but me. Because one thing I'm not doing is advertising. However, I will say this, and I'm not being paid to say this. I am absolutely addicted to Lululemon dress pants for men. You want to talk about worth the money? Honestly, men, if you are business casual or even have to get dressed up for work, they go great with a tie, a jacket, a blazer, a sweater, a golf shirt. They stretch. You, you're sitting and you feel like you're in sweatpants, but they're like a dress pant type material. They're great and they're wash and wear. So again, I'm not getting paid to say that, but I highly recommend them, especially if you happen to have like a thicker body frame because they're stretching them. So you can actually buy your waist size and not have your backside and thighs being baggy, but you can get that nice clean fit and not have your, be afraid that your thighs are going to tear your, your, your pants when you sit down. So again, highly recommend. Any suggestions, please put them in the suggestion box, which also happens to be the trash can. Again, just kidding. I highly recommend, I really, I say recommend. I encourage suggestions. I really do like them. I didn't, I haven't gotten any lately, so I guess that's a good thing, but I do want them. I do like them. Um, I know a couple of people liked the, in, the music that I played last time in the background, so I did that this time as well. For the next episode, again, if, please try to look at a map so that we know what we're talking about when I talk about these places. And if you have some time, you're sitting at night, your stuff's done, your kids are in bed if you have kids or you're done with your homework, if you're one of the students, go on your phone or whatever and scroll and see what were some of the battles or little skirmishes fought during Washington's retreat from New York to the Delaware River. Until next time, have a lovely day or evening whenever you're listening to this. And feel free to reach out, njhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on the TikTok, Mr. KB History NJ. My, I'm on the Snapchat, which is NJ History Podcast. I haven't really posted anything on there yet, but I will this weekend. And my Instagram. I don't know what that is. NJ History Podcast or New Jersey History Podcast, you'll find it. Hope you've got your holiday shopping or Christmas shopping done. If not, get on it. Let's go. Put your earbuds in, listen to my podcast, and get that shopping done.